Welcome to the Crosslands Church Podcast, our mission to help you experience the life with God you've been missing. And now, a message for you. It's us. We're back. In case... Oh, thank you. Oh, wow. Thank you. Thanks. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. In case you missed last week, my name is Judah. And my name is Ben. And we're going to be the speakers today. Before we start off, we're going to jump into some prayer um, and just let God you know, speak to us and, and hopefully guide the message. Mm-hmm. All right. Dear Lord, we just thank you that we uh, have the opportunity to be here today, God, and, and uh, you know, be up on this stage. And God, I just pray that your spirit would be in this room, Lord, that it would be in both of us, that, that we would just be vessels for, for what you want to say you know, to the church today, to these people today, God, that, you know, that we would not lean on our own understanding or lean on our, our notes, but that you would speak through us, God. And we just, we just thank you today. We pray that, you know, people can uh, hear what they, they need to hear today and, and go out into the world and, and live it out. Yeah, God, I want to thank you for this opportunity. I just pray that we as a church and anyone here can know what it is to be loved by you, God. And I thank you every day that you love us. And I'm just so honored to, to be loved by you, God. I'm, I'm so honored to be able to be up on this stage with my friend Ben. And, and, and I pray that your, your Holy Spirit speaks through us and guides us, gives us wisdom that, that your words will be spoken and not ours. And I pray that, uh, that your words will be heard by anyone in this room or, or watching from home, God. In your name I pray, amen. Amen. So last week we talked about sort of the wrong things to focus on, the wrong things to, to uh, you know, be doing as a Christian, the wrong things to care about. This week, we want to talk about what the right things to care about are and kind of take it from the different thing. You know, if you, if you didn't get a chance to watch last week's message, whether you're online or in here, uh, go watch it, uh, you know, on YouTube after this. It's, it's got some sort of much-needed context, but you'll still understand today, but I would highly recommend going and watching it because last week was sort of what Christianity isn't or what it shouldn't be, and this week is what should it be, you know, and, and that is that cultural identity markers are not it. So if cultural identity markers, these cultural things, are not what it means to be Christian, what is our identity as Christians? Now, before we jump into that, sit on that question for a sec. If you have any questions or comments throughout the service, feel free to put them you know, either in the online chat, if you're online, or if you're in here, you know, send them to the number that's on the screen. Um, and I'm going to sit down with Pastor Jordan after this for the last 10 minutes of the service and kind of go through some of those questions. So feel free to do that. So growing up, uh, my family had a family that was really close to us. Shout out to the Callens, my friend Sean. Uh, growing up, we were very close with them. And it was always fun going over to their house because it felt like I was part of the family. You know, you come over and, and his parents were always like, oh, Judah's here. Oh, Judah's the best. They said something like that. I'm pretty sure they said Judah's the best. And then they would, you know, they would make my favorite food. They would, you know, like, oh, Judah likes cornbread. We'll make you some cornbread when you come over, the, the curry you like. And it always felt like I was home. And, and maybe you had, you know, similar experiences. Maybe you had a friend where every time you went over to their house, it's like, the whole family welcomes you in. You're part of the family. You know, they're, they're happy to see you. They remember your favorite foods. You know, they, they ask you about your life, and they remember things that you, you tell them. Or if you've seen you know, Harry Potter, the Harry Potter franchise. Harry Potter has his friend, Ron Weasley, and every time he goes over, it's like he's part of the family. They flip and love Harry Potter. And no matter what kind of hijinks they've gotten up to, little goofs or gaffes, or if they're in trouble, you know, Mrs. Weasley comes down the stairs. She's irate. She's, she's angry. She's about to yell at them, and she goes, oh, hello, Harry. It's all nice. She loves seeing Harry Potter there because he's part of the family. 
And you know, we've been spending some time in, in Galatians, and, and Paul has been writing to the Jewish believers and, and the Gentile believers at the time, but he also kind of, he's kind of criticizing them early on, we talked about that last week, but he, he also wants to bring them back together as one group, almost like a family. And, and family was incredibly important back then. I mean, it's important now, obviously, but back then it was everything. You know, you see all the time in the Bible, there's large chunks that's literally just family listing. You see it in like the book of Numbers. This person lived to this age and they gave birth to these people and then they lived to this age and then they gave birth. Like all, it's just all family. And then in, in like Matthew and Luke, you see this genealogy, this family line for Jesus. And it lists, you know, this person gave birth to this person all the way down to Jesus. And they're doing that on purpose because it's important to know who you are, but at the time it was also important to know where you came from. Who was your family? Who were you connected to? And so in that time, you could be referred to, and you'll see it in the Bible as well, you could be referred to your name, son of this person. So I would be, I would be Judah, son of Fred. Yeah, I would be Ben, son of Brian. And you see that in a lot of like medieval media as well. We got like two nerd references because I'm going to reference Lord of the Rings. In Lord of the Rings, you see that all the time. Someone comes up, they introduce themselves. I'm Gimli, son of Gloin. Or I'm Aragorn, son of Arathorn. Family was super important. And so Paul spends some verses, after he kind of gets the criticism out of the way, Paul spends a couple verses in chapter 3 where he's kind of drawing the believers back in to one group, one family. He addresses the Gentiles first, and then he addresses the Jews. He addresses the Gentiles in Galatians 3, verse 5. He says, I ask you again, does God give you the Holy Spirit and work miracles among you because you obey the law? Of course not. It is because you believe the message you heard about Christ. Now, Paul has spent the majority of this letter condemning what we referred to last week as the intruders. You know, this was the sort of ultra-conservative uh, legalizer, Jewish people who had come in and said, you have to obey the law, you have to be circumcised in order to be considered a Christian. Right? So he spent most of the, the, the letter addressing these people and criticizing them, but here he kind of, he, he, in, in chapter 3, he switches to the Gentiles for a second and he goes, listen, these guys are doing bad stuff, but you're not off the hook either. You're you're kind of foolish for allowing them to come in here and say that this is the way to do things and then just forget everything I told you when I was here. So he's kind of, he's kind of sending them in here and he's saying, once again, as we said last week, the focus should not be on the law. It should not be on cultural behavior. It should not be on cultural identity. That's not the focus. The focus should be on Jesus. And he's saying the same thing to the people of Galatia that he's saying to us now, and that is the focus is not on the law. The focus needs to be on Jesus, what he did, and how he did it, or and how that applies to us today. And, and he goes on in verse th uh, 14 in chapter 3, he says, Through Christ Jesus, God has blessed the Gentiles with the same blessing he promised to Abraham, so that we who are believers might receive the promised Holy Spirit through faith. So he's talking to the Jewish people here. He references Abraham, this promise to Abraham. He's, he's referencing this Hebrew scripture, Old Testament stuff. This would have had a lot of weight to the Jewish readers of this letter. He's saying, you know, this blessing, this promise to Abraham is for everyone. So what is that promise? Well, he's kind of referencing back in Genesis, around Genesis 17, God makes a covenant with Abraham, a promise to Abraham because of how much faith Abraham had. He promises Abraham, you will be fruitful, you will be blessed. And this is kind of one of the basis of the Jewish faith at the time. 
you know, if you are a Jewish, you're from that line of Abraham. So you're kind of lumped into that promise. You're lumped in to that blessing. And what Paul is saying here is it's not just for the Jews anymore. It's not just, oh, you were born Jewish, you get that blessing. It's for the Gentiles as well, because they believed they now have the Holy Spirit in them as well. Everyone is welcomed in. He says it in Galatians 3.28 as well. If you spent any time in the church, it's a verse that comes up all the time, and I'll just kind of fly through it. He says, there is no longer Jew or Gentile, slave or free, male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And like we said last week, Paul's already stated that the law is the wrong thing to focus on. It's the wrong thing to place your identity into. What you should be placing your identity into, like we said before, was Jesus, what he did, that through his death and resurrection, you've been made clean. And now has, it has opened this door to a family unit that can exist between the Jews and the Gentiles, something that hadn't existed before, right? The identity is not in the law anymore or as Jewish or as Gentile, like Galatians 3.28 puts it. The, the identity is now that you are a child of God. And, and he puts it so perfectly in Galatians 4, 6 to 7. And he says, and because we are his children, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, prompting us to call out, Abba, Father. Now you are no longer a slave, but God's own child. And since you are his child, God has made you his heir. Now this is, this is the core of what Paul is saying. It's really important to focus on this verse. We have the Holy Spirit in us. That's the marker. How do we get it? Through faith in Christ. And what does that mark of the Holy Spirit mean? It means that we're called now into this family of Christ, into this kingdom. You know, we get to, we get to have this God who loves us and we get to call him Father. We get to shout out, Abba, Father. That, that's an Aramaic term for Father and it speaks of closeness, of personal, personal intimacy. This is how a child would address their father who loves them. It's intimate, it's close. We've now been called into this family and we are now God's heirs. We are now a part of God's family. We're God's children. Like Ben said, we can call out Abba, Father. It's this, this honor that that would have held back then and should hold today. Because, again, back then, family was so important. Where do you come from? The honor of families in the culture of that time, you had to be born into the right family to receive that family's inheritance. You need to be born into the right family, and now... What Paul is saying, what Jesus has done, is it doesn't matter if you were born rich or poor. It doesn't matter if you were born a slave or a master, or if you were born male or female. What matters is you're in God's family now. You're a part of God's family. That inheritance that God has is now yours. You were born into that now through Jesus. But if you don't focus on Jesus, if you don't focus on Christ, if you lose focus, you lose your identity. Paul says it beautifully. Because of the Holy Spirit in us, we can call out to God, Abba, Father. Like Ben said, it's intimate, it's close, it's loving, it's raw, it's real. That is what our connection to God is. That closeness, that intimacy, that loving embrace that a father would have for their child, that is what we get to have with God. You know, and that, that personal answer, that intimacy reminds me of, you know, uh, or the relationship that I have with my father. You know, a few years ago, you know, he posted on Facebook this blurb for my birthday, and he included this photo. It was us at a Jays game when I was about nine or ten. And it got me thinking, I remember that day 
intimately. Almost every detail of that day, what we did. It's one of the best memories I have with my father. You know, I remember uh, going up to Toronto. I remember going for dinner at this really cool place. I remember playing catch at the base of the CN Tower before we went up to the Rogers Center. I remember the Jays game. We had these awesome seats in left field. And right in the 100 bubble, we saw tons of Jays walking by. It was, it was one of the best experiences I ever had with my dad. You know, I also remember the, the scary sort of nervous feeling of the city. I'm only nine or 10. There's these big buildings, people everywhere. But in that, in that terrifying kind of city vibe, there was a, a peace and a safety because I knew that I could just latch on to my father and follow him and everything would be okay, right? I remember falling asleep on my dad on the way home on the bus because I knew that I was safe, all right? That story reminds me of this relationship that I have with my father, you know, one that's, that's of love, of trust, of, of intimacy and closeness. And for me, I have not just one memory, I have a lot of memories of my dad reading to my brother and I. He used to read to us all the time. We had these, these old red leather couches. They were all cracked. They were sold. The leather was all dry. But we would curl up on them, and we had this, this blanket that we called the reading blanket. And it wasn't even a good blanket. It was like a scratchy yarn blanket. But I remember it so fondly because that's what it was. It was the reading blanket. And my dad, he would you know, get me and my brother when we were little, and, and we would curl up on this little couch, and, and he would get the reading blanket, and he would read to us. And he read everything. He would read the Bible. We went through the entire Chronicles of Narnia series. We did The Hobbit. He would make up stories for us. And it was great. I remember, you know, the stories are fun, but I remember now as an adult, what I remember is the warmth, the love, the safety, the vulnerability, those moments of inescapable peace. And maybe, maybe you have similar memories. Or maybe you have memories of... Maybe uh, the guidance of a coach, you know, who kind of pushed you forward to get better at a sport. Or maybe you have memories of a great teacher, you know, speaking into your life. Maybe they let you stay in during recess and you could just have that moment to rest and relax. Or maybe it's of a mentor, right? You know, that someone who guided you through a really tough time. Or an older sibling who kept you out of trouble because they loved you. Or it could even be a relationship with your mother, right? Someone who was there for you always, no matter what. This is what we have. This is what it means to have the Holy Spirit in us, guiding us. This is what it means to be a follower of Jesus. These beautiful moments of peace, love, security, intimacy, vulnerability in in whatever relationship, whatever capacity, these beautiful relationships are like mirrors to the relationship we can have with God. We can have that level of closeness with the creator of the universe. We can have that. These mirrors, these relationships, they're, they don't even come close. They pale in comparison to the love that God has for us, our Father in heaven. And that, you know, that means that we are no longer Ben, son of Brian, or Judah, son of, of Fred. We are now Ben, son of God, Judah, son of God. Like, let that sink in for a second, what that means. You, all of you sitting in the chair at home, are now children of God. You get to call out Abba, Father, that intimate, close relationship. That is everything. You're a child of God. You have inherited his kingdom. The creator of everything you see, everything you touch, everything you taste, smell, hear, and experience all around you. Everything that gives us wonder was created by God, and that God loves you with that kind of love. That is what our identity marker is. We can go to God with anything and know that he loves us. Know that he'll be there for us, that we're safe. 
you know, it's an area where we can be our truest self without fear of condemnation. That is what we were created for. This is why we're here. This is what it means to be loved by God, to draw closer to him, to be loved perfectly and wholly and without fault. That is our identity. How? Through faith in Christ. Through relationship with him. That's what it's all about. Relationship with God. And, and that should excite us. That should make us excited. To, to the thought of that, of being in that relationship, of being a child of God, of inheriting his kingdom, being an heir, that should excite us. That's what we should be focused on. Right? Sh- the focus should not be, like we said last week, on, on things, outward expressions or behaviors that we think make us Christian or think save us. The focus should be on that relationship with Jesus, what that means. That should excite us. We should be focused on God because if we don't focus on Christ, if we don't focus on Jesus, once again, we lose our identity. We forget who we are. And that's something that we need to be aware of, something that we need to meditate on, our relationship with Jesus. Let it sink in. Let it wash over us what that means, that relationship. Because if we, if we don't remember who we are, we're going to lose sight of our identity, right? Ashley put it so perfectly last week. We have to remember who we are and whose we are. That's so important. But it's, I get it. It's easy to lose sight of. It's easy to get complacent. It's easy to get overly comfortable. It's easy to get kind of lukewarm in our faith. Last week, you know, it might have seemed like we were up here saying, you know, there's no standard. And that's not true. That's not what we're saying. It's not that there's no standard. It's actually the highest standard. Jesus is the highest standard. We are called every day to draw closer to God and be more like Jesus. Not for a set of rules, a set of laws, but out of love. You are called out of love to draw closer to God, to be made more like him. And it's so easy to lose sight of that, to lose the weight of that. Like Ben said, this is something we should be excited about. And and I've seen this complacency in the lives of so many Christians, young Christians, my friends, definitely myself. And, And it's scary. You know, my wife, when I was dating her a couple years ago, she used to live around 40 minutes away from me. So that was a bit of a drive. I would, you know, drive 40 minutes there. We would, we would hang out for a couple hours, and then I would drive 40 minutes home, which I actually liked because it was time to worship, time to, to spend time with God. And I remember one night I was, I was leaving her house, and it was already dark. It was like a warm summer night. And I remember I hadn't been doing super well mentally. I'd kind of felt down. I'd, I kind of felt directionless. I wasn't really sure you know, where I was supposed to be, and I was kind of, I was like, okay, well, I don't feel great. I'm just going to toss some worship music on. So I'm driving, and I'm listening to some worship music, and, you know, I'm, I'm praying, and I'm like, God, I, I just don't feel good. I don't feel good. I don't feel close. And I remember God, I could, I could hear him in this moment, and he said, pull over the car. And I'm like, okay, it's kind of late, no big deal. Country road, pull over the car. I'm like, okay, now what? He says, turn off the country music. Or not country music, the, the worship music. No, we don't listen to country music here. It sucks. It sucks. <laughs> he said, turn off the worship music. And I went, well, that's, that seems counterproductive, but okay. You're God. I'll listen to you. So I turn off the worship music. And now I'm sitting silent in my car on the side of a country road. And I'm, I'm kind of just waiting. And I, I see in the distance, I see storm clouds. And I see lightning kind of flashing in the sky. And I'm... I love lightning. I love storms. I love just looking 
at lightning. I'm like a, a kid when it comes to that. I just, I go nuts. And so I see this lightning in the distance, and I'm like, okay, cool. That's kind of neat. God, you know I love lightning. That's awesome. And then I see around the car all of these little fireflies, and it feels so peaceful. And I, I remember just kind of sitting there being like, okay, I love fireflies. What's going on? And I remember... God kind of stopping me for a second, and I'm looking at the lightning, and I'm seeing the distance, and I'm hearing the thunder come rolling in, and, and all the power that is in there, and then I, and I get the sense of the peace of all these, you know, fireflies, these lightning bugs kind of drifting lazily around my car, and I, and I heard God say to me, Judah, I am in the lightning, and I am in these lightning bugs around you, and I'm in you, and, and I, I broke down, because it, I just got this message of, from God that I was enough. And, I, and I'd spent all this time thinking, oh, I'm not enough. God, why don't I feel enough? But the creator of the lightning and the creator of these beautiful fireflies created me and lives in me. And he was saying, Judah, you are enough. You are my child, and I love you. And I didn't feel that. For, for so long before that, because why? Because I was complacent, I was lukewarm, I wasn't spending time with, I wasn't letting him tell me that I was enough. And it wasn't until that moment where he said, pull the car over, turn the music off, and just sit in my presence, that God could speak to me and tell me, you are enough, you are loved. I had lost some passion for God, and even myself, because I wasn't prioritizing my relationship with him. So no wonder I was feeling distant, no wonder my sense of self, my sense of identity was in a bad place. I had forgotten that I was already a child of God. And that fact alone that he just mentioned, that we are children of God, should remove complacency in the church and in our lives, right? It, it, it sh there should be no area of the church, no area of our lives that's free of excitement, free of passion, free of fire, because of that fact alone, that we are children, that we inherited God's kingdom, you know? We need to be on fire for God because he's on fire for us. We need, to, we need to go to him in prayer daily. We need to dig into his word, devour it. We need to draw closer to him every day because, not, not because we're sitting up here telling you to, not because Fred on a Sunday afternoon tells you that you have to read your Bible and tells you that you have to pray. No, you should be digging in because of that relationship, because you want to draw closer to your father. You want to shout out Abba Father to him because of that. You want that close, intimate relationship with a father who loves you. That's why you should be digging in, not because we tell you to. And as you dig closer to God, as you draw closer to him, you're going to experience his love more. And as you experience his love more, you're going to want to draw closer to him. It's this beautiful, positive feedback loop as you just continue to draw closer to God. And as you draw closer to God, you're going to know and find out who you are, your identity, and that is that you are a child of God. If there's something you can take home today, it's that you are a child of God and understand the significance of that. I'm going to repeat that verse from earlier because it's one of those verses where I've, I've read the Bible before. I've read the whole Bible. And, and when we were preparing for this message, I was kind of pulling verses. We knew we were in Galatians 3, we were in Galatians 4 and 3, and I was kind of picking verses. Okay, God, what, what verse sticks out? And I had a list. And Ben and I, uh, we, were, we were doing like a FaceTime call talking about it, and we both kind of said, around the same time, we said, Galatians 4, 6, and 7, that feels good. And it was a verse, I feel like it just jumped out. I, I feel like I've never seen this verse before. And as we were doing this message, it's just been hammering home. Because we are his children... God has sent the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of the Son, into our hearts, 
prompting us to call out, Abba, Father. Now you are no longer a slave, but God's own child. And since you are his child, God has made you his heir. Don't lose sight of that. Don't gloss that over. That's huge. We are free. You know, we are God's children. He loves us. God is a perfect father. You might not have a good relationship with your dad. You might not have a good relationship with your mother. God is a perfect parent. God is a parent who would play catch with us under the CN Tower. God is a perfect parent who would read to us under a special reading blanket. That is the love that God has for you. It's not just, oh, I'm a Christian, I go to church, oh, I go to church on Christmas Eve. It shouldn't be that. You are a child of God. Jesus is the standard. Jesus has made me enough, and he has made you enough. Because of his love, we are striving to be more like him. Not for rules, but because he loves you. He wants to play catch with you. He wants to read with you. He's passionate about you. He's on fire for you. And he wants what's best for you. And we need to focus on those right things. Right? That's what we're saying today is these are the right things to focus on. Right? We need to fix our eyes on Jesus, on that relationship that we have with him. You know, We need to, to build that intimacy with him, draw closer to him. And that's when we'll learn our real identity as children of God. You know, and, and next week, Jordan's going to come up here and he's going he's gonna to dive into what happens, the byproduct of focusing on the right things. When we focus on Jesus and, and we dive into that identity that we have in him, what kind of fruit does that produce in our life, right? And that, that's something that Jordan's going to focus on next week. But this week, focus on the right thing to focus on, and that is Jesus. Because if you don't, if you don't focus on Jesus, you lose your identity. Or, to turn that on its head, when you focus on Jesus, you find your identity and all that you are. And maybe, maybe you've never experienced this love. You know, maybe you don't have any relationships, you know, any of the, the things we mentioned, either with a parent or with a mentor or with a coach, any relationships in your life where you felt this kind of intimacy, this trust. You know, and, and here at Crosslands, you know, we have this, this, uh, this thing um, that we say, it's as simple as ABC. It's not easy, but it's simple, all right? And, and today, I'm here to tell you that even if you haven't had that relationship, it is open to you. You know, you are welcomed into it, all right? And actually, more than welcomed into it, you are invited. You are born into it. That is your birthright, to inherit the kingdom of God, all right? And, and if, if that's something that you've never experienced, if that's something that you want to experience, I have something to lead you forward with, and that is ABC. A is admit, you know, admit that there is a God who loves you. There is a God who desires to have this intimacy, this closeness with you. Admit that you need that in your life, that you haven't had it. A is admit. B is believe. Believe that God loves us so much that he sent his son to die on a cross for us and be raised to life. Why? So we can be free. So we can be his children, his heirs. B is belief. And C is commit. Commit your life to focusing on the right things. Commit your life to fixing your eyes on Jesus, on that relationship. You know, strive every day to go out and, and live as a child of God and see the fruit that that produces in your life. C is commit. And if that's 
a decision that you want to make today, I'm going to lead you in a prayer. Dear Lord, I, I just thank you so much for who you are, God. I thank you that you sent your son down to earth to die on a cross, to raise from the dead for us so that we could be welcomed into this family. And God, I pray for those today who are, you know, exploring this for the first time, hearing this love for the first time. You know, I pray, I pray that this for them that they would, they would say, you know, God, I want this. I want this love, this relationship that you have for me. I desire it. And I know that you're offering it, that you're inviting me into it. And God, I accept that today. I, I, I strive to, to dig into that relationship every day in my life. And we thank you, Jesus, that you have given us that opportunity. In your name we pray, amen. And if that's the decision that you've made for the first time today, we, we want to invite you to, to head on over to Crosslands.live and there's a, there's a follow Jesus button there. And that's going to give you some kind of next steps and get you connected with the church because we want to be a part of that decision because it's an insanely amazing decision. Remember who you are. You're no longer your name, son of your father. You are now a child of God. I am Judah, son of God. Ben, son of God, you are a child of God, an heir to his kingdom, loved, cherished, and cared for. Let that drive you. Let that motivate you as you leave this building, as you leave this church today, as you go out about your week. Let that erase the, the doubts you have or the hopelessness you feel about yourself because that's not how God views you. God looks at you and he says, you are my child and I love you. You are enough. You know, and, and remember that you have a God in heaven who loves you so much that he sent his son down to die. And I know you hear that every week. And I know it, it kind of gets desensitized when you've spent a long time in the church. You hear, oh, I know, Jesus came down and died on the cross. But today be reminded of the, the weight that carries, that he came down in human form. You know, he took on our burdens and he died on a cross for us because he loves us that much. And, and because he died on that cross, we can now be welcomed into this family unit, into this kingdom. We've now inherited this birthright to, to be part of this thing. Understand that today, focus on it, meditate on it on a deeper level and see how it changes your life. Because if you focus on Jesus, if you're focused on him, you gain your identity. Let's pray. God, thank you that you love us. Thank you that you have called us to grow with you, that you are with us every step of the way. It doesn't matter who we are or where we are, but we're yours. No matter where we're at in our lives, God, you are with us and you love us, and I want to thank you for that. And I pray for every ear listening to this now, God, that they would know that you love them, that you have called them to bigger and greater things than they ever could have imagined out of love, because that's what you are, God. You are love, and I just thank you so much for that. I pray that everyone here listening can know that love more, be emboldened, empowered by that, and have an awesome week. Be back here next week or watching online so that Pastor Jordan can speak your word again next week, God. In your name I pray, amen. You've been listening to the Crosslands Church Podcast. 
Be sure to subscribe on iTunes or the Google Play Store so that it comes straight to your device. And to find out more about Crosslands Church, you can visit us at crosslands.ca. Join us next week for another message to help you experience the life with God you've been missing.